This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 3rd, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. Puerto Rico is a small U.S. territory in massive debt, and it's finally coming to a head. The choice now appears to be between a standard-issue bankruptcy that would look a lot like what any state would have to face and a full-scale bailout to creditors and those owed money. Ike Brannon is a visiting fellow at the Cato Institute. He comments. Right now, Puerto Rico is uh, $72 billion in debt. Uh, is a, uh, on a per capita basis that exceeds just about any, st- by far exceeds uh, the debt in any state of the union. Um, they've begun defaulting on uh, certain bonds. They just don't have, uh, they just don't have the capability of, uh, of paying. They've been in uh, recession for, uh, for over a decade, and uh, there's no evidence that uh, they're going to bounce back anytime soon. Uh, in the last year or so, investors have been very wary about uh, putting more money in Puerto Rico and uh, the price of its bonds have fallen precipitously. There is a discussion about whether or not the feds ought to be involved in Puerto Rico's uh, fiscal problems. So where does that stand? So right now, um, there's there's two different fronts. So Treasury has their own proposal led by Antonio Weiss, the point man for Treasury on this. Uh, what he has proposed is something that he calls a, a super Chapter 9 bankruptcy. Uh, in bankruptcy uh, law, Chapter 9 is the part of the code that governs uh, bankruptcies by municipalities. Um, it covers all 50 states, but it does not cover territories like uh, like Puerto Rico or the District of Columbia. Um, so Chapter 9 bankruptcy was used by, uh, for instance, by Michigan. Michigan declared, uh, allowed Detroit to declare bankruptcy a couple years ago, uh, and it set up a fiscal control board and allowed uh, Detroit to basically reorganize. Uh, some of the debtors got a, uh, a haircut out of that, and um, uh, the government, uh, the, the fiscal control board, uh, imposed some uh, some fiscal discipline on the the city. Uh, what you cannot discharge in Chapter Nine bankruptcy is um, what we would call general obligation debt, the debt of the actual state themselves. So Michigan cannot declare a Chapter Nine bankruptcy and get out of its own debt. It can allow its municipalities to get out of it. So um, the way it works right now, I think it's about 15% of Puerto Rico's debt is general obligation, uh, and the rest of it is uh, non-general obligation. So they have a, 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 a utility that is uh, hemorrhaging money, and some of their municipalities are also well underwater. So an, Antonio Weiss has suggested as we allow every last dime of uh, the debt in Puerto Rico to be reorganized. I think conservatives have a problem with that because the... Uh, the general obligation debt is explicitly guaranteed in the Puerto Rican Constitution. So setting that aside would be a, a gigantic precedent. So Chapter 9 doesn't apply to Puerto Rico. It does not apply to Puerto but Rico. But the Constitution of Puerto Rico says under no circumstances can you escape general obligation debt. That's right. And that's why they were able to borrow at such a low rate for such a long period of time. $72 billion in debt, a great deal of unfunded pension liabilities. What? This proposal to allow them to get out of, uh, essentially have haircuts be taken on all of the debt. What does that do to the various groups that have an interest in uh, Puerto Rico's financial stability? It, uh, it, it drives them in cr- it, drive, it drives them crazy, of course. So that uh, the investors who uh, have money in Puerto Rican bonds would. Uh, would definitely be taking a big haircut. Um, so there's this perception, and, and Treasury is fed into that, that the people who own these bonds are mainly big uh, hedge funds. The reality is 
that they own about 15% of the uh, of the actual debt of Puerto Rico. Most of the debt is owned by uh, people who live in Puerto Rico, and then to a lesser extent, the uh, retirees and people in the United States who invested in Puerto Rico because it was considered a relatively uh, safe asset to invest in. Why shouldn't the federal government just say, well, sorry, Puerto Rico, that's, that's how the cookie crumbles, and best of luck to you? Yeah, well, um, I, I think because at this point, if um, if Puerto Rico just simply defaults on all their debt, um, they're not going to be able to get back into the bond market for an extended period of time. And given the, the, the fiscal situation in Puerto Rico, um, that would just lead to, uh, I think, just a, a, an economically chaotic situation. Um, it just it, so uh, Paul Ryan and uh, Sean Duffy are kind of leading the the march in the House, and I think they view this from uh, I think I don't know maybe they call this a, a, a Christian compassionate perspective, and they think that we should do something for them. Uh, at the same time, we can't set some kind of precedent that would uh, create a problem down the road. So here's the concern that other people have about a Chapter 9 bankruptcy. If you, if you did some kind of super haircut, a, chapter, a super Chapter 9 where you haircut all debt, think of the situation that that puts Illinois bondholders in, right? Illinois um, is one recession away from basically going down uh, into a, a, a death spiral where they're not going to be able to repay their loans. So if you're holding on to Illinois bonds and you see that Super Chapter 9 happens in Puerto Rico, you're thinking, holy cow, that's going to be the precedent uh, for Illinois to do the same thing five or ten years down the road. Already you're seeing uh, the uh, interest rates on Illinois and Chicago bonds start to creep up, and in a few other municipalities as well. In fact, a a number of governors came out together jointly declaring that they uh, vehemently oppose any kind of super Chapter 9 bankruptcy reorganization. Why does the Treasury Department have such a strong opinion on this? Uh, That's that's a good question. So uh, some people have suggested that uh, there's a conflict of interest here. Antonio Weiss is a former partner at uh, Lazard, and that's one of the investment banks that's advising um, the Puerto Rican government. uh, that, that that entity also just uh, recently hired Peter Orzag. Peter Orzag was, of course, OMB director uh, the first couple years of the uh, Obama administration. Someone else who has very close relations with Democrats on the Hill and also uh, in uh, other places in the administration. What do Ryan and company want to do with respect to Puerto Rico? That's a good question. So. Um, uh, the Republican Study Committee, which sees itself as kind of the arbiter of uh, right-thinking conservative thought, has uh, come out vehemently against any kind of bankruptcy organization whatsoever. Um, I think that ship has sailed. I think the only alternative to not doing some kind of bankruptcy organization is going to be a bailout. And the bailout is, is the last thing that anyone wants to have happen. I think the, the, where we're going is some kind of uh, Chapter 9 that looks exactly like it does for the 50 states being applied to Puerto Rico, and at the same time, we would impose some kind of fiscal control board uh, on the island that would basically take over the um, tax and spending decisions for the government for a period of three or four or five years. Um, I I think the current administration has not done a very credible job of uh, controlling the budget. Um, They have increased spending. They have uh, been very... uh, lacks in thinking about how to uh, economize on, on, on government expenses. And uh, it's one of the reasons that, uh, that investors have been very frustrated with the Puerto Rican government. So, um, you know, 
Puerto Rico, uh, some Puerto Ricans complain that this feels like uh, the big bad imperial government taking over the responsibility. But I think in reality, the Puerto Rican uh, government abdicated this responsibility some time ago. Ike Brannon is a visiting fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>